0: Hello, wrestling fans. It's Quentin and We're back again today with another episode of, uh, I guess I'm going to call it the Nameless Podcast because I still don't have a name for this thing. But this is going to be episode three of uh, with Mark Gordy, the HCW Days, Years, or whatever you want to call it. But this is episode three. How you doing tonight, Mark?
1: Yeah, I'm still fat and lazy. <laughs> like I said, I
0: hate that's That's a great way to be. It could be Yep. Hey, a lot of people ain't they ain't fat or lazy. They're they're not even here no more, so that's so fat and lazy that's that's a good thing to me.
1: Yeah, we should uh say uh rest in peace, Brickhouse. Brickhouse brown.
0: Yeah, that's, that's sad. He lost his battle with cancer. He was a, a few times I've met him, worked on shows and him, he was a cool dude, man.
1: Yep. He seemed like he was a cool dude.
0: Yep, yep. All right, we're gonna uh get back into the story of, uh, HCW. And, uh, I know last, uh, last time you said that, uh, you thought that Steven Randall took over around, um, what was it, uh, sometime in October, right before the old Jake's moved moved from the old Jake's to the new building, right? That's what we was talking about? Um... And then, think, yeah, and then, we, uh, then later that night, because I started, I started brainstorming and thinking that I think it was earlier that, and then I asked you, and you said that you looked back and looked at some programs, and it actually was earlier than that.
1: Yeah, I believe it's. Uh, it was around about February of ninety-seven, if I'm not mistaken. I was looking at some old flyers, and uh, uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it was around around about. February
0: of 97 yeah I was thinking about it you know after we got off the phone and everything and I was like I started putting two and two together and stuff and I was like I was, cause I remember I actually uh, you brought me in uh, to ACW when you were booking it and y'all ran it and everything and uh, then I left and I remember when I came back I came back uh, with Steven Randall, and they actually didn't bring me back to wrestle, they brought me back to do um, commentary. Uh, so they were taping, so I knew. So I was thinking, I was like, hold on, that came because I I was like, well, okay, I know that they brought me back to do commentary, and I did it for about a month or so, and then I started uh, wrestling again. So I was like, yeah. and then I remember I asked you, and you said it was um, actually further back, but yeah, that I mean, hey, that's why we're doing this because, man. The stories and stuff, everything gets, after all these years, you forget and gets jumbled up and I tell you, man, exactly. it's, you know, like, that's the whole back thing of what we said that was that first, the first episode, write your stuff down, tape it, exactly. everything, because after a while, man, it all gets to, um, all looking the same and everything, and
1: it, it yeah. you know. Keep, keep those flyers and programs, that's how I was yeah. able to you know, go back and see that I was way off about as far as yeah. when they when they took over. And, uh, but, yeah, they, so they they, uh, they were at the old building, I guess, from February to uh, the last car that Jake's building was October uh, 31st of 97, That's so. Sick.
0: So they were there a good nine months then, pretty much. Yeah, huh wow. Okay. Well I'm gonna to talk to you about leading into you talking about the flyers and the program. We're gonna lead into that, because I know you talked a little bit earlier in one of the episodes about uh doing the flyers and and when when y'all were running it and y'all had the promotion there, um uh you you know, you did the flyers, right? It was pretty much you Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Did you do the programs uh, too? Oh yeah, programs, uh flyers, um did all that okay. many 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 nights at kinko's 24-hour kinko's over off of uh donaldson pike uh by the uh shoney's over there i don't even know if it's still over there anymore okay. but i'd be there at three four o'clock in the morning doing yeah, flyers it's, it's, and programs and they going next day or go ahead i'm sorry go ahead
0: go ahead just explain that. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I'm still new at this. I'm talking over people. Uh, explain that whole process. I don't think people understand how time consuming the flyer was, and then how much, even more time consuming, the program was because hardly anybody had a computer back then.
1: Yeah, exactly, because, you know, when we first started running shows, that was 95. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, you know, they were around, but, you know, it, uh, nothing like it was today or even a few years after that, really. Um, we started running 95, and then uh, 96, of course, we went down to uh, McMinnville and it was running down there, but, yeah, I did them all by hand, man, just... Uh, cut and pasting. You cut stuff out of, you know, other programs from somewhere else or uh wrestling magazines or whatever, you know, and you just what I would do, I would uh get on an actual typewriter, you know, a click 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 <laughs> typewriter oh, yeah. and I would oh yeah. And so uh I would type out, you know, uh for example, Quentin Charisma versus Gary Valiant, you know. And then when I got, got at Kinko's, I would cut that out and blow it up and, you know, paste it on a, a you know, a, a flyer or a poster size blank sheet of paper. And, uh, of course, we were hardcore, so I, I would take a... Uh, like a drawing of like barbed wire and I would go down the sides of the the flyers and the programs and get the little glue stick, paste it on, you know, glue it on the back, paste it on the program. I mean, the the blank, whatever the gimmick thing there is, (laughs) and, you know, just make copies, man. Hundreds of copies, you know, and same way with a flyer, you know. Yeah. Just take uh, the flyers, just take the, you know, the little four by six pictures, same thing, glue them on a, uh, some sheets of paper, run them through, uh, tape, uh, staple them together, whatever the hell we did. And just, man, that's from scratch. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that was, uh... That's you know you look back at that man because I you know I you know I did it with you a, f- a few times man that was so time consuming but but you know at the time that's how, what you had to do if, unless you had a computer and like I said you know not many people had computers because I I don't I think I got my first one um, end of '97 early '98. And man, it was expensive. I mean, they were really expensive. So a lot of people didn't have them, and uh, and even the one well, I, I had, know. the one I got at that time period, it still didn't have all the, the actually the capabilities to, to to do to make stuff on you know like that. So mm-hmm. I mean,
1: I actually I didn't start out with a computer. I started out with something called
0: Web TV. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, you,
1: uh, and, Yeah, uh, and. It wasn't a computer at all. It just hooked up to your T V, man, and you can uh do the gimmick through your T V there with a little wireless like keyboard and uh this little gimmick box hooked up to your T V and uh hella I I had that for I guess three four three, four years until uh me and my wife got together and she uh we we got a c- computer eventually, but um yeah man the, the flyers so uh you know another thing doing it yourself if you us did that and had I tell you what our first show we ever ran at Lakeview Elementary in Mount Juliet we actually had a printing company there in Mount Juliet make make the flyers for us and it just Time you do that, man. I mean, you know, you, you got to figure that in for payroll too. Yep, <laughs> well,
0: expenses,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was the only time we ever had a, anybody, uh, company or anybody outside do our flyers, programs, anything after any show after that. We did just to save money, you know, because yeah, it didn't cost nothing. You know, other than the, the cost. You
0: know, coming out of the machine, I uh, believe. Yeah. Well, I remember the um, you'd go to Kinko's and you get that little it looked like a little uh, little uh, debit card like credit card like yeah. thing, and you yeah. put your money on it at, at the register, and you come you have to put it in the each machine, and uh, Yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know <laughs> what, what, what I think is is uh, you look like in, in nowadays, and uh, you see people's flyers. It's like you know with all the technology. That's there and, and so accessible and 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 cheap. There is no reason why people should have horrible flyers.
1: You know? Exactly. I mean, exactly, man. You just if you, got a,
0: if you got a horrible flyer, you're just lazy. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, Because yeah. people understand, man. Especially you. Know, y'all were running, you know, every other week, you know, in McMinnville. I mean, that's a lot of time uh, putting in some. But the thing is, I mean, you know, that time, like I said, there was not a lot of people had, you know, computers and printers and all that stuff, you know, the capability to make your flyers and stuff. So if you did, you know, go to, you know, a company, a printing company, it was expensive.
1: You know, oh, yeah. Because you know, yeah, sure. they,
0: you know, had the market of there was nobody doing it at home, you know, so the prices. Unless you're a big company with a big, you know, you know, you're, you know, you got a, uh, you know, money to spend for stuff like for your promotional stuff, you know, y'all did, it, y'all were smart, y'all saved that. I mean, it took time, but you know,
1: yeah. you, you know what I, Go I enjoy doing it though. You know, I enjoy doing it. Uh, <laughs> I love doing it. In fact, you know, and so yeah, it didn't matter to me. You know, uh that I had to do it it didn't really matter to me I had to get out when we would go to towns and do the leg work you know put them up and and every, every, every place, every business that had a window, <laughs> I'd go in and, you know, can I put this up in here? And most of the time, people would be cool about it. Some mm-hmm. of them be like, well, I got to talk to the manager, got to talk to the owner and blah, 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 or just leave it here and blah, blah. And it's like, ah, all right. Yeah, that's <laughs> going straight in the trash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, as soon as
0: you walk out the door, it goes, it goes in the trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it was something that, you know, that, that you know nowadays people just don't realize how people did stuff to, you know, save money and stuff back then, you
1: know. Yeah.
0: But you had to have, you know, then you had some that wouldn't do nothing, wouldn't even paper a town, or, fly, I mean, not paper, a flyer, ta- you know, flyer the town or anything, because they didn't want to spend the money Man. and the time. It,
1: it, exactly, it what Ain't that just... Just discouraging, man. You'd be booked at a town somewhere, and you'd stop off, uh, you know, get something to drink or you know maybe snack at some convenience store, and well, you're going out, uh, you're looking for a flyer, a flyer, and you don't see one, and you might even ask the, the clerk inside, hey, uh, so you know, ask them about the wrestling, and then they'll be like, huh, there's, there's wrestling a- in town. I
0: hated that, man. That was it's like. Gosh, you know, what? You're that's what I'm saying. Nobody wants to be a promoter, they want to be a promoter, but they don't want to do the work to be exactly, a promoter. Exactly, man. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. I
1: it, mean, promoting it me.
0: it, it's a job, it's hard. It you know, sure I mean, it's, is, yeah, man. you got to put effort into it. And it seemed like the last, I mean, I mean 25 30 years, I mean, because there were still some, you know, when we we're just getting started out there you know they 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 didn't promote you know they didn't but you know if you wanted you to have a your promotion to to be good you know you gotta uh. there, you gotta promote it and what kills me nowadays is it's like oh we're just gonna put it on facebook
1: you know yeah exactly not everybody's on facebook and especially kids nowadays man they're, thing, they're a lot of is, kids though,
0: you're gonna get those people anyway that's on Facebook's wrestling fans. Put your, you know, go out there and put your advertisement out in the in the town. You need, you want to try to get the people to come. That is wasn't coming. They didn't know about it, you know, because they're not on exactly. Facebook. You, you try to exactly. you know, promote to get the people that's not going to come no matter anyway, you know, and they they just don't understand that. They think oh we'll make a uh, we'll make a little flyer on Facebook and leave it on Facebook. No, man, go out there and paper that town, you know
1: exactly exactly you're going to get more eyes knowing that you're in town you're going to see that flyer when they go in the kangaroo or or you know mapco you know and then then you will facebook and these towns that i think people also they they run these towns weekly bi-weekly and they'll get a little lazy too and they'll think well they know we're here now
0: exactly no. yep
1: you know, you know, not, not necessarily. You still need to get out there and do the legwork, man. Put the flyers and,
0: you know, up and, uh, and like, you I know, don't know. They, like, uh, back back in the day, you know, it was, you know, mandatory having a newspaper ad. You know?
1: Exactly, you know, but, man.
0: nowadays they don't, you know, some places still do it, but a lot of them they don't. And they're all newspapers are dead. If you're in these little towns and you're in a little town... And it, you put your ad in there because pe- the older people still read the newspaper, especially in smaller they towns. They
1: still, exactly. You know, like uh, the Chronicle of Mount Julie, you got yeah. the Lebanon Democrat. Man, they still, they're still still popular old newspapers, man. You know, people still read those. And okay. you go... You, you just need, you need to you know that would be a good medium for you know to get your product out there.
0: Still, you know. Yeah, just come back to the thing of people. Not everybody looks on the internet. The you know same because you got older people. They they're not going to be on the internet looking for wrestling shows. They're no, they opening no. up. Their, they're reading their paper that week. And they look it's like wow. We got wrestling coming. I ain't been wrestling yeah. in years. We ought to go up. You know, see, check it out. Hey,
1: Exactly, yeah,
0: you
1: know. That, and it, that's the thing. And, uh, well, I, you know, back then, when we started running McManville, we uh, were fortunate enough to uh, uh become friends with the, the uh, sports editor from the Southern Standard. I believe the Southern Standard it was called the yeah, I think their that was local. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh friends with the um, I forget his name now but uh, he, he came he used to come to the shows and he would always have a big write up about us in there and uh, had to have a card had a you know, a picture of one of the workers, and he'd, he'd do a big write-up of us, and we'd be front page on the sports section. <laughs> and uh, he even refereed a couple of times. Man, I wish I remembered his name. But he uh, it's good to get in, you know, can get in with your local paper, man. That's good, you know, so.
0: Just, I think, you know, in the old time, you know, promoting things, would still work today if they would just do them because not every, because yeah. everybody's just internet driven and like I just said you got you want to get that crowd in there it's not on the internet you know they need to see it yeah. you know especially you know like like uh so like if you just run like nashville i i wouldn't do a, a newspaper i had nashville the uh you know a big metropolitan city but these smaller towns Definitely, oh, yeah, exactly. You know, I'd still be hitting that newspaper like crazy, you know. But,
1: uh, oh yeah. Hmm. Man.
0: But, uh, I, got a, I wrote a few things down. I was gonna talk to you about. Um, I know when uh, when y'all were in McMinnville that uh, Troy was doing some training. Um, oh yeah. Did you ever? Um, Would you involved to help in the training?
1: No, uh, Troy was a better worker than I was, so I I could you know I'll teach you how to throw a mean chair.
0: So you never helped <laughs> but, him out with any of the training. Uh,
1: no, uh, uh-huh. and uh, of course he went on. He uh, he trained. Uh, sl-
0: He trained that, the Rick Martin guy too, didn't he? Uh, he might have. I
1: don't. I don't remember. Uh-huh. You know, I was, man. I was going through these tapes, man. And, and me and Rick, we worked a couple of months there, probably November and December of '97. And he was all right. Yeah, y'all worked. A, y'all
0: worked a long time. Worked a long program.
1: Oh man, gimmick match, gimmick match. But uh, the boys would take a beating. I know that. Yeah. But he had. Good size to him, you know, and he was
0: all right, you know, so, but. Yeah, Oh, also, when you were talking about gimmick matches, I remember seeing um, a picture one time with the Brass Nucks trophy you had. What? Give me a little story on that right there.
1: Brass yeah, I was, uh, they did, uh, Stephen Randall did the Brass nooks champion gimmick, he yes. You know, use you, uh was popular back in the 70s and early 80s for a lot of these uh terito- territories, and uh, the gimmick was I always use brass nooks, that was my finish. <laughs> the brass nook, you know, the baby face get a comeback, cat Taylor get up there, distract them, and I get the old brass nooks out until blam, that was finished.
0: <laughs> so, um you said Stephen Randall. Were you the f- the first person to hold the brass knuck trophy?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't remember. You don't remember. I know it. I no. Nah, I know it. Uh, I believe they started it over at the old building. Okay. Because I think I think maybe me and Corey's. We. Uh, I believe the brass knucks title was. Uh, Maybe they brought it in then. I'm not quite sure because I, I think me and then me and Billy Ray Hickerson had a little thing going, a little program going, and then I think yeah, I think they brought it, introduced it. I, I don't know. Maybe they did bring it uh, with me. But I don't remember.
0: Okay. Uh, who actual who actually owned the the tro- The physical trophy.
1: That was theirs. It was theirs. They, they, yeah. Uh, they even they gave me my gimmick. Yeah, Steve uh, Stephen Randall. Like we got a. We, they brought a one of those uh, gimmick crowns. You know, like you can like you get a costume score or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna call you King of Hardcore. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so they're
0: the the ones that started that for you then gave it to you okay yeah uh,
1: yeah so and the scepter the the whole gimmick thing but yeah that was their idea so all
0: right um when you were when y'all had when y'all had the uh promotion uh who's the uh biggest name that y'all brought in uh
1: well tracy worked for us a lot um he always, Tracy said, man, I always like working for y'all because, uh, you know, the, the payoff plus a lot of gimmick, you know, gimmicks, pictures and stuff. He said, I always like working y'all. Anytime y'all call, I'll, you know, if I'm available, I'll was, come to work uh,
0: for man- you. I'm sorry. Was McMenville? Man- did they get the uh, Smoky Mountain TV? You know, I I don't
1: know. But I know when we ran Crossfield, Crossfield got it, oh, but yeah, I think yeah. that's probably that's probably one of the things that helped us over there. You know, with Tracy using him, right. and, and and it had not just. I think you know, Smokey Mountain stopped running what in October or November of '95, and well, we it ran nove- it '96.
0: It was uh, the last show of Smoky Mountain Wrestling was November 26. Nineteen ninety five. Cookville, Tennessee. I was there sitting on the stage. And I went with uh Randall and Steve and uh, We uh Randall did some taping and Steve did some, they uh somebody wanted Steve to do some pictures and stuff, so we went up there and uh, 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 either Tracy or It was Tracy, because, uh, put us on the list, and, uh, we went in there, and we set up on the stage, and, uh, that was the night when they brought Ricky Morton back after being gone, and, uh, it, and we didn't know it was the last show, but we knew something was going on because when we were, uh, getting ready to leave, we was over there talking to Tracy and somebody else, I can't remember who it was, and... Uh no, you know, we were sitting there and I can't remember was exactly, like think Tracy was getting some promotional stuff promotional pictures from Steve. And uh the people were walking by saying bye to Tracy and they're like, You have a good Christmas, Tracy He's like, Yeah, you too You know, and it was like, Well maybe they be might be just be shutting down, you know. On the way home we were thinking we were talking about maybe they're just shutting down for until the New Year's or something, you know, and and then, you know, found out a little later that that was their last, you know, that was their last show that night, you know? Mm, so, uh, yeah. Well, that's and,
1: cool that you got to see the last show. Yeah, I
0: know. It was wild that we actually were there. And uh, and Randall taped it. So he was the only person to have the last Smoky Mountain wrestling
1: oh, show on
0: tape. And I don't, know, I don't know what he did. I'm sure if he... I guess he, I don't know what he, if he ever sold it, because I never saw anybody advertise, in all the years I was doing tapes, and you know tape trading circles, I never saw it, so I guess he might have just sold on it. man, but I was thinking, man, the money he could have made on that?
1: Exactly, yeah. I, I wonder if Jim Cornette knows that, I, uh, uh, he might need to get a photo of Corny and say, "Look, I got that last show. If you want to, you know, yeah. if you're interested." <laughs>
0: I mean, my, it, might been, it might have gotten out now. Like I said, I, I pretty much got all the tape slash DVD uh, circles like an 09. So, and I know Randall sold all. Of, I think Randall sold most of his stuff off to people. Uh, his collections of uh, so. He he might have. said, might have. Somebody else might have got it by then. By now, you know what I'm saying. But because uh, I don't like say I've been out of the the you know, that you know tape DVD circles for going on almost you know about nine years now. So it you know after he saw all his stuff, it might have got out. Cause uh, but yeah, there for a long. I mean, he had so up until then. So that was '95. So uh for about 14 years, I know of it didn't it didn't get out. I, I've told him many times I want it. I wanted a copy of it, and he never give me a copy. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, you know. You know, ain't no telling. You just, like, for instance, that. How many other tapes are sitting in somebody's house? You know, collecting dust of stuff that would just people would you know kill for. <laughs> oh, I
0: still, I still say that there is tons of stuff that you know, especially you know, everybody says that there's no. It, These none of these little old TV stations have stuff. and You know, I still say, and people say, we've called them, we've did all this. I still say that there is footage out there, especially because man, they they sent them. You know, they had all those stations. They would send out their tape. You know, they'd send them, or even you know, they would like, uh, especially when you know your NWA champion was coming to your town you know, they send that tape out of the champion of a match. You know, yeah. and you'd play it on your TV to you know, promote your champ there's gotta be some of these little video T V studios it's got has got it haven't cleaned out their storage area <laughs> in fifty years and there's some probably uh-huh. some reels back there so oh, yeah. where where they you know where they were getting the tapes and or you know the the not the tapes but the reels, you know, and yeah. Uh, then you know they dropped for wrestling, you know, because they the bill they didn't get the bill paid and and they didn't send them back to the you know to the office. They're sitting back in storage somewhere. I know there has to be.
1: Has um, to be. Oh, yeah. you know? I mean, they, it, it's yeah. got to be
0: out there. I mean, I, I mean, it's like where did they find the last Battle of Atlanta? That that. Exactly. T- two- I'll tell you something, there was two things when I was doing tapes, I know we're getting way off the subject of HCW, When I was doing, in
1: the,
0: you know, I started early 90s doing the tapes and then went over to the DVDs Though, you know, for you know 15 years, or whatever, I was in it, 16, whatever it was, uh, the, there was like two holy grails of tapes. One was, uh, The Last Battle of Atlanta. Uh And, I mean, well, you know, you had stuff of, like, you know, well, you knew there wasn't going to be stuff from, like, the 50s and 60s, you know, stuff like that. But, like, you know, modern time, you know, say, 70s and up, you know, late 70s and up, there was, like, Tilly Graves. It was, like, uh, The Last Battle of Atlanta, you know, Rich and Sawyer and The Cage, because it was supposed to be nobody taped it. It was just pictures. Uh, and, and you know, then people would say, "Oh, there was a, you know, there was hand, there was somebody did, you know, uh, just, you know, straight, you know, uh, shoot from the top of, the, you know, and yeah. you know what, and no commentary, or nothing." But they said they somebody did film it, but they, were, they never said no, nobody filmed. It, but you know, it was back and forth for years. And the other one was the one of Ric Flair going to what was it the Dominican.
1: Oh, Jack uh, Vennio or something like that? Yeah,
0: that was supposed to be the Holy Grail, too. And uh, it it surfaced in the last few years. Oh, yeah. It Uh. surfaced. And see, back, uh, I want to say, mid-2000s, on one of the uh, tape-trading websites I I used to uh, be on, there was this guy, and he posted on there that you know he had found a person with the footage Uh and everybody was saying yeah we've heard this before you know (laughs) he he said no this guy he says he says I've offered him he said I can't remember what the amount of money was and the guy said he said the guy finally agreed to it but I'd have to come to was it Dominican Republic is that where it was at
1: yeah I believe
0: so, so he had to go there and he was gonna get it and the um <clears throat> uh but he had to he he was saving up his money for the planting and all that, and all you know you know and he's you know he keeps saying you know he you know he'd, like each month he'd draw a little report you know i'm I'm getting closer you know and then finally like I got the money, I'm getting my plane ticket, and all the emphasis set up and like he disappeared, and yeah, nobody know. Never heard, didn't hear from him. You know, he, on that on that board, you know, whenever it's like, you know, everybody south say he was full of crap. He was full of crap. And then I swear, like maybe just while recently, I maybe it's you know I've seen I've seen it in a lot of places recently. It's it's uh, it's popped up. So oh yeah you yeah know, I saw
1: it too yeah, yeah so
0: it's it's there.
1: It makes you think if uh, maybe the uh, uh, Warner the, uh, the, the Harley race, and Rick Flair, where they traded it back and forth, but it wasn't acknowledged by the NWA. Uh, was it Newfoundland or something like that? Maybe.
0: You talking about up in the uh, like the Mary times like Up in that area? I I, Canada? Don't, I
1: don't. I don't know exactly maybe but they traded it back and forth like over like a weekend or something and you know and you know so maybe something like that will
0: surface and, one of these another days, thing, you know. another thing I, I think is out there is well, I know a couple of them leaked out like in the eight, late 80's early 90's the um, the television that Lou Fez had here in Nashville when he ran against the UWA uh, yeah when he ran against Gulas. You know, two of those shows actually got out, and I actually had them at one time in my collection. And they were whoever
1: yeah, you take them for me,
0: yeah. Uh, the uh, they were straight off the whoever had them, who the original person was, he got them straight off the masters because you know there was no commercial. They had the uh, thing for the commercial inserts and all that. And my thing uh-huh. is, what happened? Okay, my thing was they did they weren't in business that long, so. You know, the last few shows, they most likely they didn't retape over their tapes, and I know they were in other cities too. I know they ran yeah, they Jackson. yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Jackson.
0: I think they even tried to do Memphis at, at in that time period. So where what happened to all those reels?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're uh-huh.
0: gonna tell you right now. I think. I think Channel Five still had them at one time because I've told this story before to some people. Uh, I know we're getting way off. This is so way off base here uh, from the H.C.W. stuff. But when I was a kid, uh, I want to say it was nine. Uh, nine. Good grief. 1980, maybe 80, maybe 81. By doubt, it's it's probably around 80s. 80, right? 81. Well, hold on. Let me get this right. People are call BS on this. I'm going to try to get the year right. I want to say it was 81. I want to say 81. It was either 80 or 81, right in that time period. Okay. My grandfather, on my mother's side, played bluegrass music. And there yeah. was a show on Saturday mornings on Channel 5. Uh, I cannot remember the guy's name. He had a music show. And my grandfather had a, a, he lived in Crossville, and he had a, uh, a bluegrass band, and they just played, you know, around Middle Tennessee, you know, just East Tennessee, you know, nothing, nothing big, just doing, like, you know, fair, you know, just little stuff, right? Well, yeah. Well, this guy had this show on Saturday mornings, and my grandfather and his band got booked down there. So, uh... He uh, come down, spent the night with us, and that then that morning we all got up and went down to Channel 5 Studio on James Robertson Parkway down there, and it was early in the morning, we had to be a, I think the show came on like at 7 or so, it was like really early, so we got down there, and you know, like I said, this was like eighty eighty one, 81, so, uh, you know, I'm like 10 year old kid, and I'm like, I'm bored out of my mind, you know, I like bluegrass music, I mean, now, you know, I think that's it's pretty some pretty good stuff, some of it, nowadays, but back then, you're 10 years old, you're, you know, so I'm sitting there, we're in this back of the studio, and I'm just looking around, bored, walking around, I go to the back side of the studio, I see this big old sign, wood sign, and I was like, does it say wrestling on it? I look, and it was, they had the old UWA, Lou Wrestling signs back, still back there.
1: Leaned oh, up that...
0: against the wall.
1: Oh, that that would have been one five years after the fact. Yeah, I think, wasn't
0: yeah, it? yeah. It, it, good five years they went out, and I know, and I know for a fact that uh, the 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 one they had for the backdrop. See, one of them was the sign that set out. They put out front. For the, it was a big one that said wrestling, and it, it said tonight on it and had a like, little wrestling shot, yeah. but the the one that they used behind their desk, that UWA, that was the one Goulas, actually after Gulas sold out, and then they went, then remember when Gulas and jo- uh, Nick and George started back up again, and they ran Lebanon, and uh, they're on Channel yeah. 17, they went, yeah. they got that sign, and they, and they used that, that's, uh, they used that sign for their for their promotion and behind their desk. So if you ever seen those, is there's some of those shows on YouTube floating around. Look at the um the little circle song. I'll be yeah, that was Tez's old sign.
1: Uh, check uh, that out. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, yeah, it, makes you so it
0: the stuff's, there's some stuff somewhere. It just gotta be found.
1: Yeah. It makes you think, well if they got the sign they probably got the tapes back here too. Well
0: You know, it just it, there's stuff. I mean I ain't saying probably a lot, but there's to there's some stuff out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back home to H C W after that that forty minute detour there. But uh uh let's see. I I said I wrote some stuff down and everything. And uh Okay, I know that um uh, when Stephen Randall had it they started going they uh started running uh was it Boone? Boone um Boone Boone's Hill. Boone's Hill, that's it. I couldn't I, I knew it was Boone something, but I just couldn't remember the <laughs> it was Boonville, Boone Hill, or Boone Bird. Or now, Man, I
1: ain't thought of that town in a long
0: time. I remember they started running that was I remember that it was uh it was it was kinda set like uh if you get off sixty five if you're going down uh, south of Nashville, sixty five south and got off what like exit what like ten or something. <laughs> And if you go, if you get off and you go right, you go to Pulaski. If you go left, you go to Fayetteville. So sit right there, out in the middle of nowhere. I remember that part. It was nothing there. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think all the you know, uh, thirty of uh, the whole population <laughs> they showed up, for the rest. Oh man, but uh they yeah, ran, they How many times
0: do you think they ran that place? I know I worked there at least they
1: twice. Were, they were, it was more than once. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, cause uh, I know
0: I worked two of, the, two of the shows. I know I worked at least two shows there for them. But uh, they, yeah,
1: that yeah, yeah, you did the uh, uh, the assassin gimmick there, didn't
0: you? Uh remember when you yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, gimmick? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That was at Boone's Hill. Yeah, it was. Yep, sure was.
1: Goodness gracious! Yeah, because that's <laughs> I can't when I, uh, I remember
0: that. Yeah, I, that was the night I hurt. I uh, took a drop kick and took the bump on the floor. And my when I went through the ropes, my arm. Uh, when I let go to take to go down for the bump, my uh, wrist hit the uh, corner of the apron, man. And I never forget. <sighs> I knocked for like six months on my wrist, or hit the board. But uh, yeah that's right i did that then i remember i worked uh, actually i know there was three shows because i remember now. i did i did that mask thing yeah i remember that now i, I didn't remember until you just mentioned it but yeah that's the only time i ever used i think i used that mask and stuff i did that's that funny. i can
1: remember you doing that but i can't i can't tell you how i worked <laughs>
0: and uh, i remember that now about uh, remember how i worked and then i worked um uh, i tell you who, I worked on three shows at least because I did that one. I worked, uh, um, I worked uh, Jammer. He was Beetlejuice.
1: Beetlejuice, yeah. I worked yeah.
0: Jammer. He was Beetlejuice, and I was Quentin Cobain there. I mean, I, I've, I've seen a picture of that. And then I worked um, Troy and somebody in a tag. I don't know who I was tagging with, but I'll never forget. Uh, I mean, Troy was, was in a working. I told him to duck the clothesline, and I threw it, man, and I hit him right in the top of the head, like right in the forehead. <laughs> and when, and when we got in the back, and he said, man, and he goes, sorry about the, that clothesline. I didn't get down on that duck, that clothesline. He said, I'm so used to everybody just throwing them straight up in the air 10 foot. And I was like, I said, I'm not throwing. And I say duck. I'm going to throw it like I was throwing a real one, you know? Uh, and then, yeah, cause, exactly. I mean, you, you know, some people you see them, even to this day, they was like they're trying to hit Andre, oh, and, man. You
1: know, oh, like, I know.
0: So it's I, always, like, oh, I always, threw it, you know, like I was giving it, and man, I caught him uh, right in the forehead, and boom, man, and I was like, Whoa. I mean, I hit, and it was hard too because I was, I was swinging, I wasn't, I wasn't working because I thought he was going to duck, yeah, you know, uh, he didn't go anywhere, but bam, I drilled him right in the head, and I was like, oh man. <laughs> I mean, that uh, was, I, so there was at least three shows they ran at, at uh, Boone's Hill. And, uh, yeah, they yeah. Uh, they uh, didn't draw really. Well, I think they drew decent one time. And might have been the first night they were there. And then it seemed like it just. Because, yeah. I mean, it, seriously, if anybody ever look on the map, MapQuest, whatever, Google Maps, whatever. Look at Boone's Hill. There's not. You just an old building sitting off the side of the road.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a big
0: old school at one time. I mean, it was a big gym, but there's nothing. There's no stores, uh, no post office. It was just it, you. It was just you're out right there on the, that main road in between Pulaski and Fayetteville, and there was just a building. How they found it, I have no idea.
1: I know, it's like, what, what
0: the, was you lost one day and you looked over to your right and said, hey, here's a building. Yeah, I was like, let's see, let's see. it looks like it's got electricity running to it, so let's, uh, yeah. let's see if it'll, uh, if we can run this thing. But yeah, I'm, I'll never forget, man, because we had that, uh, where we dressed, man, That oh man, that place was bad. It was nasty and old, and I don't think any, there nobody, they didn't use it for anything. They couldn't have because there was not it, I don't think, because well, one thing there's nobody it out in that place, but there was. I don't think it, it was a com- turned to a community center, wasn't it? I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, but, uh, I
0: don't. They couldn't use it for. It. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, there was nothing being used for that building. And back up there, no. well, we had to dress at. I'll never forget. I was sitting there, and I'll never forget. I look over, over in the corner, and there was a rat running. Down the baseboard of the the wall, really like, It was the size of a small cat, and I was like, I was like "Oh my gosh!" You mean like, the four-legged
1: variety, right? Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. It was, yeah, that was actually, yeah, I'm sorry. yeah. It was actually a four-legged one. Yeah, like the two-legged ones we usually see around the buildings, but uh, yeah, man, I, after that I said, man, before I leave, I'm checking my bag. Because I ain't taking any garments home with me, you know? Uh,
1: yeah. But, uh, you
0: don't want to take a Ricky home, man. man that, 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 yeah, that dressing room was old, dark, and dusty, and just, just dirty. Uh, man, you know, because it hadn't been used. That building probably hadn't been used, you know, like an everyday building probably 50 years or so. I mean, it was, oh, it was, but yeah. It, they, they ran it, though, I know, at least three times, because I was on three of those shows, and, uh. When did uh, there's another town I know they started running was uh, Petersburg. When they started running Petersburg, do you remember? Uh,
1: probably around about the same time, maybe a little. I think Boone's Hill was first, then Petersburg, or uh, it might have been, or might have been around about the same time, maybe. Uh, Petersburg did a little bit better than Boone's Hill. Yeah, um, it became one of their uh, regular. I mean, not like every other week I think it was like maybe once a month
0: wasn't it? I I actually I I think it was about once a month maybe when I first started doing it Um, I know I only worked probably one maybe maybe two shows or maybe
1: Um, I got a um I got. A, I, was, I just came across. I got a couple of shows from Petersburg that I came across, and one, um, one had a hell of a match with Hot Rod working Chris uh, Chris Kern. It was a real good match, man. And Chris was doing the Mister CK. He was doing the Bruise Brother gimmick, and he was Babyface, and he was over, man. And he, he had him and Hot Rod had a hell of a match that night. But,
0: um, <laughs> excuse me. So, uh, did, so, so I didn't know Kern worked um, for uh, Stephen Randall as a babyface. Wow. Yeah, they're at
1: Petersburg, and he never did. I, I, you know, I don't think Chris ever worked in McMinnville for Stephen Randall. Uh, well, I know. Maybe for, I'm wrong.
0: I know that for a while, but, uh, around that time period, uh, I want to say late 97 up into 98 time period. I know that Shelbyville had went from Thursday nights to Friday nights. Uh, oh. So that might have been the reason why. Because I know... Uh, uh, I want to say... some. I remember one, around 98, sometime around 98, I want to say... Spring or so, or something like that, that they... I know they were running, they went. They were on Fridays, because I went down there to a show, went to this, uh Chevy one night, uh, I can't remember I went down there to do, I, I don't know if I went down there to talk to Glenn about booking or something, I can't, you know, getting booked, I can't remember, but I just remember that Kern uh, was there, and he had, he was doing the Bruise Brother gimmick, and he had, um, uh, he had Shane Rhodes, Doing it with him, and I asked him. I said, "Where's Rod?" I said, "I said Rod didn't." He said, "No, nah, man." He said, "When uh, he said when uh, they moved to Fridays, that he stuck with uh, Stephen Randall. So I needed, I wanted, I needed a new partner. So I, and Shane had been, Shane and Rhodes hadn't been working along at all then, and uh, he put uh-huh. him under the he put him under the bridge with a gimmick with him. I do remember that. So that might have been the th- reason why he didn't work the Fridays. He was doing he was in Shelbyville every Friday, you know, I'm assuming yeah. that was probably it
1: then. Uh, I came across, the, uh, one of the Petersburg shows I came across, uh, James Storm was on there. He worked Shane Morton. Okay. It, uh, totally, it's like, goodness gracious, totally, you know, a different look. Oh, but, yeah. uh, of course, that totally. was a long time ago, but, uh,
0: um, That's probably been like his first in his first year in the business because he started out like in '98, so so he uh, made, yeah. uh, you know '98 '99. Because I think didn't they uh, didn't they stop running Petersburg early
1: 2000? I don't remember.
0: Because they ran Petersburg a little bit after they sold McMinnville to Brian Cheatham. They kept Petersburg. And I think they ran it for just a little while longer and then they can put the gone
1: out of it. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't work none of them later shows. So yeah. I don't know exactly
0: when they stopped running Phoenix work. It can't be too much later. So, James was probably about a year, year and a half in then when that, when those shows, when that was that tape he was watching was probably. Yeah, did his hair was short then? Was it still short?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's probably
0: his first year, year and a half, yeah.
1: Yeah. You can tell, you know, hell, even. for just to be working, maybe probably what a couple months or a month
0: or whatever. He's pretty good back then. Yeah, he. Uh, <sighs> I remember the first time I ever met James. Uh, we're getting off topic again. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, we're gonna have like 27 and a half episodes by the time we get done because I keep going. <laughs>
1: Alright. The dude. first time I
0: met uh, met James was uh, in this little town right outside of actually one of the towns a community. Because uh, there was all it was there was a store and a community center for, and uh, it was in uh, Leanna, Tennessee, which is like five miles out of uh, Murfreesboro, over to off from the 840 uh, interstate side of Murfreesboro. Uh, this uh, Brian Cheatham ran this little community center for about a month, month and a half, and I started working there in the first night. And uh, Shane Morton was working, in, in and he, he brought James in with him. And James probably had been working a month, maybe, if that. And uh, I could tell, so, you know, he knew, he knew what, you know, he, you know.
1: Yeah, he got it. He got yeah. it, yeah,
0: he knew what to do. He got it 80, you know. And, and uh, like I said, he probably, you know, like I said, actually probably when him, probably about his first or second match, probably, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, you can tell he was, if he, you knew that if this kid kept at it, you know, it, it was, he, he, you know, he could do something, so. But, yeah. Yeah, well,
1: what about this uh, Andy Anderson that uh, came in down to McMinnville? Uh, Steven Randall brought him in. I believe he came in right around about in November 97. Good looking kid. He almost, in the face, almost resembled Brian Christopher. Had a good build on him and everything. And uh, he had, I got a tape here that I watched the other night, and I was marking out for it. It was him, he worked marked uh, Chris Michaels. And man, you talking about just, they were, and this dude, Andy Anderson, I remember him uh, now. And uh, a really nice guy in the back. Uh, but man, he was doing moonsaults. He did uh, was doing Frankensteiners, and uh, he did this. Uh, he did the, the the razor's edge where he, he drops him into a power bomb, man. And uh, that heel section over there, man. When he did that move, they popped for that. And I think, damn, <laughs> you too, you are You know, yeah. instead of all these arm ringers, where. <laughs> Uh, and you know uh, be, uh, and working the old Tennessee train and
0: shit you know? <laughs> be, from what I can remember uh, from what I heard like I said you know it's wrestling us and who knows if it's the truth uh, that I know he was working for Burt Prentice and I know he was arrested at the Lebanon Armory one night they came and Arrested him. I guess he had a warrant, oh, yeah. and then I heard that he, yeah he got into some trouble and stuff. So, I don't. I never heard what it was, but like I said, this is you know secondhand, so don't this ain't you know don't quote me on this or anything. But I heard that he had gotten into some legal trouble, and uh, and then then I then, then I heard so I actually saw some results where he ended up in Puerto Rico and actually was down there for a while, a long were I guess he was with Carlos at the time uh, and was, like, really getting pushed. I guess he was, he was either Carlos or Savio, whatever, I don't know if Savio was running by then or not, but um, what, if it was Carlos, whatever promotion he was working for down in Puerto Rico, he was getting, he was getting a monster push, and he was down there for a l- long time because he, he was, uh, he used a, a gimmick name, um, like a, some kind of animal, I can't remember what it was. Uh, but yeah, I don't think he went by Andy Anderson. I think he went by like a... Uh, oh, what was it? Man, I can't. It's just slipped my mind. I can't. <laughs> I can't remember to save my life. But yeah, he was down there for a long time in Puerto Rico, and and then after that, I don't know what happened to him. I know there was a guy uh, a few years back in Georgia wrestling as Andy Anderson, but I don't know if it was the same guy or not. Um, you know, but I saw a guy's name on some results and stuff down in around Georgia area. said uh, Andy Anderson. So I don't know if it was him or or who it was. But, uh, but last time I know he was last been that was in, he was in Puerto Rico and that was I want to say early two thousands. And like I said he was there for a while. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. But yeah, he was a good worker, man. Cause he worked for Burger yeah, King yeah. too, and then then, yeah. uh, then he left. So, uh,
1: he was a really good worker. I'm just looking at this. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know if it's some kind of Christmas gimmick they had going on, but uh, the uh, December 19th show from 1997, it was loaded from top to bottom. They had three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches. That, that is also the night that Billy Travis did what he did. Oh, was that Billy Travis
0: and, night? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? He was working uh, Higgy. He yeah, a, Dante. He was working yeah. Dante. Yeah, and and I, I don't know. It just seemed watching the videotape. I have because I was fast forward and I, I stopped it a few seconds to, to see him. He, he Billy just went right over there to the heel section, man. He, he should just went in there. Laid the baby face and ignored them, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the little time you had interaction with uh, Tommy, man, it was like Tommy was the baby face. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, yes, yeah, I don't know if somebody said something or what, man, but Billy went out after somebody in the crowd there over there, that hill section, and. <sighs> I don't know it's and the, then like evidently Billy did what he
0: things escalated
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh lordy
0: so what Yeah. Well, you, you know, got you remember the rest of the matches on that card
1: uh, yeah I got them looking at it right here yeah. we had uh, uh, from top to from bottom to top man you, they opened with Paul Diamond and Tracy's mothers wow I don't know if, you know, they were booked, you know, double booked somewhere and had to get on out of there or what. Yeah, it sounds
0: like it's
1: yeah, a double shot up. right there. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, man, I'd had that way up in, you know, later on in the night. But they had a damn good match, man, you know. Uh, to, you would figure maybe, you know. Tracy always, you know. He, Tracy never disappointed you if you booked him. but no. You know, I he, I'm not saying Paul would either, but, you know, maybe you would think on these small town shows that maybe, you know, people would rest on their laurels or yeah. whatever. But they had a pretty good match. Yeah. Uh, second match was Tony Fox and Danny Shannon. I tell you what, Danny Shannon was a good old hand
0: back yeah, then, Yeah, Danny man. Shannon was good. A lot of people don't know about Danny, but yeah, Danny was really good.
1: It's like, where, where did he come from before he came here, and where did he go afterwards? I well, he he was from Kentucky,
0: and he—I know he worked a lot oh. of Kentucky shows. I remember—I I knew who he was when he came in, and he—I know, I think he actually did a couple of—I uh, uh, want to say TVs for uh, in Memphis for Jarrett's uh, doing, oh, okay. doing a job. I think I saw him on there before, but yeah, he did a lot of shows up in Kentucky that's where he's from i want to say actually I want to say he was from the uh, uh, where was that town we worked for Ricky Gibson that I talked about in my Danville yeah I think he was from Danville area oh, area okay. yeah I think he was from that huh. area well yeah, yeah.
1: good a good good worker man you know uh, then you had of course Billy Travis and Dante <laughs> <laughs> and uh they brought in uh the Arden's to work uh, a while well uh, it was Kenny
0: uh, and uh, the Frenchy what was his
1: name? Uh, Frenchie
0: Riviera yeah was he an Arden? I think he's used Arden before I think but he was he used he was Frenchy Riviera at that time because he worked for, worked for Bert.
1: I know it was Frenchy uh, oh. it was Frenchie and Kenny and they oh. were going by the centerfold yeah yeah <laughs> Anyway, they worked wild boys. Um, you yeah,
0: had Slammer Jammer worked you and Vandy. Hey, hold on one second. Hold on, I'm going to cut you off. What we're going to do is we're actually. I just looked down and we're almost uh, at the hour mark. We only can go an hour, so I'm going to. Oh, I'm going okay. yeah, to do is I'm going to um, want to end this one, this episode. <laughs> And then we're going to go, and we're going to, uh, the next episode, we're going to start with, we're actually going to start with this card, and we're going to, we'll just start back at the beginning of the card, because we're only down to, like, three or fourth match on there, so we'll go, we we'll are just go back and start over, and, uh, on the next episode with this card, and, uh, because I didn't realize, I guess, because I rambled too much, and, yeah, we're, like, right at a, an hour, and they're only giving an hour on here for each segment, so, uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to sign off, and we're going to, uh, finish this, uh, card from that uh the the big christmas show for hcw in december 97 on the next episode so uh uh thanks mark for uh being with us tonight and everybody uh uh when we get this next episode out listen to it and you'll hear the rest of this story sorry i had to cut you off but uh like i said they only give us an hour on here and and i've rambled uh way off topic for about 45 minutes of so uh thanks again everybody for listening and god bless